and welcome to This Week in James City County. I'm your host, Renee Dolman. Today, we are once again sitting down with Scott Stevens, or I guess I should say virtually sitting down with Scott Stevens, County Administrator. Welcome, Scott. Hey, Renee. It's always great to be back. We were just talking. These things keep coming and coming, and uh, it seems like it's been a few weeks since I've been here. So thanks for having me back, and it's great to see you through computer screen. You know, it's one of those things. So uh, anyhow, thanks for being out there. Yes. So what is going on? Um, you know, Renee, I think there's plenty that's been going on. So I guess I would uh, just remind as we record this, it's the first day of winter. And that's always for me a good turning point. I, I like for the days to get a little more light in them. And so this first day of winter, um, the week leading up to it has felt like winter between cold and rainy and all those kinds of things. And I guess that gets us all in the spirit and ready for the holidays that are upon us. And, you know, I'll probably say it at the end, but I would like to open with uh, wishing everybody a safe and happy holiday season. Uh, you know, we all need to think about how we're doing things this year. It will probably be different for most of us. Uh, but again, I do hope people uh, find a way to enjoy their friends and family and do that in a safe and smart manner. So uh, again, I will say that again. I just didn't want to miss that opportunity to lead off with that as well. And I do want to just mention we were very fortunate this year while it was a terribly active hurricane season. Um, it really wasn't bad for James City County. We were worried about that at the beginning of all of this with the pandemic going on and with hurricane, our staff was prepared and ready, but fortunately our community didn't have to endure that. Hate it for those that went through it, but I'm very happy that we didn't have to do that. And as we move into winter, same thing. I'm very hopeful that, that we won't have an ice storm or snow event that we have to deal with that's of anything of significance but I can assure the community our staff is ready to respond and has talked about those things and will be set up and, and able to serve and help us through those events as we always have. So I guess as normal, I'd like to talk about with the Board of Supervisors, at least a short summary of several of their meetings since we last met. And uh, that really gets into a November work session where they did have their legislative agenda uh, that they presented. They discussed with uh, our state representatives and just ideas and concerns the boards had heard from the citizenry and things that we were, they were pushing forward to our state representatives. And so good discussion there, not a lot of, about an hour long with our board, with our representatives. Don't know that I have a lot to tell you in terms of what will happen, but our hope is that some of those requests will be picked up by our state representatives and introduced as part of the upcoming session. And there's some rules on number of bills and all those things that have made it a little more restrictive for our representatives. So we'll see what kind of success they have in, in honoring some of those requests. Uh, the board also had had some conversation some months ago about retaining walls and some concerns with safety of these walls that get really tall in development and then future maintenance costs that generally are being passed on to an HOA. And so our staff did have the initial kind of conversation with the Board of Supervisors to, to get some direction. And really, again, looking at wall height, the safety and future maintenance costs and what those would mean. So as we approve or as the board approves future development, we are having a little more active role in sort of the uh, height to some of these retaining walls. Uh, a topic we've talked about a number of times throughout the years is our solid waste uh, study or election or what we might offer to the community. Um, we did talk with the board again at the November work session. Grace Boone, our general services director, and her recommendation is just to some high level information, but we really ought to enlist somebody to come in and do a comprehensive study for us to give the real options. And so some of the things that the board has been asked to think about as well as the community, and we'll seek some community input, is what do you really want and how do you want to pay for it? And again, do you want us, the county, to provide 
uh, curbside collection of all kind of debris recycling and household garbage, as well as bulk pickup of appliances or things you would put at the curb? Uh, or do you want us to not do that? Do you want us to require everybody to do it or do you not? And if we require everybody to do it, it probably is a much lower per household cost. If you let people just sort of opt in that want to do it, you have a much higher cost. And so we'll talk about those kinds of things. Do we do it in areas that are more dense within the, within the county, such as maybe just with our, our primary service area, or do we do it countywide? And those are conversations that we hope to have this consultant come in and really detail what that would look like. Again, storm debris, do we pick that up? Is there a cost associated with that? Um, and those are the kinds of things that our board wanted us to talk about. And so we will have a much more in-depth conversation in the next uh, probably six months or so related to solid waste and what that looks like in the future for James City County. So if anybody has a strong opinion, now's the time to share your thoughts and ideas with myself or Grace Boone and let us uh, then relay that on to our board members as we go through this study. Um, the board uh, released a hold on our prior year CIP. We've done a number of things loosening. We had a lot of things in place uh, ahead of was COVID came in um, March and April of last year. Seems like a long time ago. We were trying to withhold spending. A part of that was our prior year capital improvement program that we had projects that were funded but not yet under construction. So we had put a freeze on many of those. The board released that freeze at the November work session, uh, meaning that we feel as a staff and as our board better about the county's financial situation. We're still cautious but we feel more optimistic and better, uh, feel like we have a better understanding of what the COVID impact will be for our community. And then the second part of our discussion related to CIP, we have currently $7 million in projects at the marina that re related to a building replacement and a new building and my recommendation to the board was that we delay those projects. They were about $7 million in total. They're in our current five-year CIP. And as we're going into some financial forecasting in the January timeframe for the board, removing that $7 million would have a different outcome in our financial forecasting. And the board was uh, concurred with that uh, decision to delay uh, those two projects. So more to come back on our CIP as we get into budget and financial forecasting in our January timeframe. Uh, December 4th, we did hold a joint meeting with our school board and our the city council. Uh, primary purpose is to hear the school's uh, CIP plan for their FY or fiscal year 22 budget. Um, there were a lot of discussion uh, related to a future elementary school that the school board feels very uh, strongly about the need for that. Our board of supervisors, uh, while they agree the elementary schools are crowded, believe that we, if we would address the preschool issue within the schools, that it would free up space from the elementary school. So we have a lot of discussion going on around that. And the overall consensus uh, where I left, we left the meeting, I believe, is that we would move forward with a preschool discussion. And that might mean that we fund somebody to really bring all the parties together to talk about preschool and the future needs. And there was a lot of change at the state level related to preschool and to, to make sure we understand what that looks like and what that needs and how we meet that in James City County and then make a decision on do we build, build something for preschool capacity or do we build a, a additional elementary school? So more conversation to come on that, but just uh, that meeting primarily focused around the school board CIP. We have another joint meeting in the spring. I think it's the March timeframe where we talk about the school board's operating budget side. And so I think we'll have another opportunity for discussion as we get into the spring. And then finally, the board had their December 8th regular meeting. Uh, our chairman usually does his chairman's award. And this year, our chairman, I think, surprised Pair Boardman, Peg 
Borman with our Citizen of the Year for the Chairman's Award, uh, really related to her, her continuous uh, desire to improve the appearance of James City County and serving on our Clean County Commission, to actually hosting events, to getting out and picking up litter. And in 2020, uh, Ms. Borman had some serious health issues of her own and she didn't let that slow her down really a bit. And I think it was just her, her always can-do attitude and trying to make sure that James City County is a better place. And she has done that for a very long time. I think she's won the Chairman's Award in year past, but not in recent year. And Mr. Eisenhower really just felt it was important to award her that again. So I do want to say congratulations uh, to Peg Borman. Uh, and then on the staff side, we have sometimes picked out a group or a person within city staff. Uh, this year, our chairman felt very strongly that the early voting and COVID and our voter registrar and their response to all of that was just exemplary from our uh, registrar to her staff to all of the volunteers. So one of the chairman's award for staff really went to the voter registrar and her staff for their efforts throughout the, the voting this year uh, in spite of COVID. And then the second award went to our police department. and really related to COVID and also all the protests that occurred uh, following the death of George Floyd uh, in the late spring, early summer, and our department's response to that and working with the community from our chief and the command staff down to our patrol officers, to our investigators and uh, intelligence folks on the support side. Uh, and I had pushed the chief to say, isn't there an officer or two that we should recognize? And you know, he said, Scott, really the department responded to what went on last spring. And because of that, we all came out better. And he said that you know, there were one or two that might've been out in front, but it was all the support behind them that made the difference. And so I do want to commend all of the folks within our our police department, both civilian and, and uh, sworn, and for their work this year in a tough time carrying the community through a, the situation in a, in a pretty good manner. Uh, the other parts of our December 8th uh, meeting, we did have the FY20 audit presentation. It's about that time of year. We closed out the year June 30th. It takes a few months of final collection of uh, revenues and then a few months to put the audit together. And we did receive a, a, another clean opinion. We sort of take for granted, but that's the best we could get is a clean opinion. And so we're very pleased with that. Uh, and again, the board did receive that audit presentation at the December 8th meeting. Uh, Diana Mormon, our elections director or registrar, did put out or shared an elections update. So if you want to know more about what occurred during the fall election here in James City County, she gave an excellent presentation. And I would encourage our citizens or viewers to watch that. Um, and then the board did accept a number of grants related to broadband or litter pickup or housing or utility assistance, but in total, somewhere over $400,000 is what those grants represent. Uh, and I just sort of don't want to not mention those things. We seem to have grants on every agenda, and that is a testament in many parts to our staff looking for opportunities to bring funding in this community that's going to get spent somewhere uh, within the state or the country. We ought to bring it here when we can. We have staff that are constantly looking for those opportunities, so I want to commend them for that. Uh, the board also approved an additional position um, for our IT staff, really in support of our financial management software upgrade. We have a very significant upgrade to our financial management system. It's getting ready to go live in March, April. We've had staff training on it for about the, six, the past six to nine months. And again, it was having a support person for this more sophisticated software that really does drive a lot of our decision making. So the board did approve that position. And then they had a couple of appointments uh, to the Historic Triangle Bicycle Advisory Committee and the Ches Bay and Wetland Boards uh, that completed that meeting. So um, while it's been a fairly quiet fall, I guess, it seems like the Board of Supervisors still had a lot of uh, information to sift through and make decisions on. And, you know, we 
we say that December slows down. We're not having a second meeting or their work session in December, but the board will have a busy January. They do meet January 4th. Uh, that will be their organizational meeting. They'll meet January 12th for their regular meeting. And then January 26th will be their work session. And then my expectation is they'll have some type of board retreat, either with a combination of one of those meetings or a separate day sometime in the January, February timeframe. So more to come on that. <clears throat> you know, a couple couple of projects in the community I've mentioned before, but think are worth mentioning again. One over the summer, the county bought uh, about 120 acres of Brickyard Landing. We own the boat ramp in the middle. There were property on both sides of us, this 120 some or 119 acres. Uh, and so we have been out since the purchase of that over the summer, and we have cleaned up the site significantly. We're talking about how do we improve parking, really adding some more parking to the area because the parking for the boat ramp is pretty restricted to once you get a few trailers in there, there's not a whole lot more space. And so we're talking about moving some fences and trying to make way for not paid parking, but at least more space. There was a, an existing dock that we, uh, as part of the purchase, uh, that the decking on the dock was very unsafe, had holes in it, your foot could go through, but the, the structure under it was extremely stable. And we did hire someone to replace that decking. So if you have a chance to get out there and visit, it is an extremely attractive and now safe dock uh, for our community to have access to. And then short term, we will probably try to help folks at the boat ramp, not with a total makeover of the boat ramp, but with a little better access in a, in a small dock to assist while you're launching or pulling your boat back in. Uh, to help with that. So it's more to come out there in the future, but I think it's a real opportunity for the county in terms of a future park. No immediate plans other than just the cleanup and expanded parking and a little bit of dock work, uh, but it really is a pretty site. And I think the community will benefit from that long-term uh, as, as we make some improvements in that area. Uh, we also have ongoing our Chickahominy Riverfront Park project. It's been ongoing since summer, making a lot of work on the shoreline to make it more stable, to make the slopes better. Uh, and I think that will be something that the springtime's come and that project finishes up that the community will be very pleased to see, and particularly those that visit that park. And we do have future capital improvement projects scheduled for the park, so I'll just leave it at that, but some bathroom improvements and some campground improvements, some more to come there as well. And then the final project that's got a lot of uh, activity at the moment is our Marina Phase One project, just around $3 million award. Uh, there's work at the Marina, the dockage uh, up near uh, Billsburg down to the boat ramp. All of that has been removed at this point. They're starting to build the shoreline where it will have a living shoreline instead of a, a hardened shoreline with uh, walls that held the earth back. It'll be slopes and vegetation that holds the earth back. It will dredge the basin. It will build new docks, mostly public docks, a few rental docks. It'll improve the lighting, resurface the, the parking area or the driveway. And so it'll be a much uh, more environmentally friendly, much safer area. And I think the community will be very pleased. And then a big part of activity associated with that is over in our Jamestown Beach event park over in the off-leash area for the dogs. There's a lot of silt fencing around, a lot of earth moving over there. And so folks are wondering what's going on there. Whatever they dredge out of the basin will be carried over to the event park because of proximity. That makes a lot of sense to move the dirt that distance. It'll raise the grade over there a foot or two, and then we'll cover it back with topsoil and grow grass on it so that hopefully by mid to late summer, it will look very much like it did, although it'll be raised up a foot or two. So um, that might be enough on projects. Anything I've missed out that I ought to be talking about, Renee? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's all I have to say is wow. I do want to, if I can, for a second, go back to the board with the organizational meeting. Can you yeah. um, do a real quick summary on what it is that they do at that meeting? 
you know, gosh, I should know by now. So now this will be my third one of those. Uh, They do a number of things, but the main thing is they select their chair and vice Mm -hmm. chair. So we'll see who that turns out to be. Mr. Eisenhower has been our chair for two years and Mr. Hipple has been our vice chair for two years. So we'll see if that remains the same or if that changed. And so historically, I think they've made a change from year to year. Mm -hmm. So that's probably the biggest thing that they do. They also adopt a meeting schedule uh, in terms of adopting their calendar. And then if there are any procedural kind of changes to their meetings that they want to make, that's a good, they can do it any other time, but that typically is that meeting. Uh, And then for the seating order, we typically randomize that. We put numbers in a bucket and they pull out their numbers. And so after chair and vice chair, the other three members get to figure uh, that determines how they sit at the diocese by random randomization. So I think those are the big parts of their organizational meeting. Well, I will tell you that Mr. Eisenhower on the podcast last week gave us a spoiler. And he said that after two years, he was going to step aside. Oh, so yeah, well, he's allowed to say that, you know, from where I sit after January 1st, 4th, I'll be happy to share that as well, because that's what I know for sure. So. Yep, absolutely. Very good. Okay. Right. I think that's all I had. I think that's you all you've just... got to sidetrack me so far. All right. You, yeah, you're just covering everything as always so well. Oh, so hey, continue I appreciate on. You clarifying where you need to, because that's always helpful. Um, you know, I will tell you, uh, I guess I'll move on to sort of closing this down or uh, finishing this one up. Uh, you know, the holidays are a, a little strange this year. I know for me, it's normally a time where we see a lot of community members, we get to see our employees in person, we get to see our family, um, and we really haven't done much of that. You know, we've had a lot of Zoom calls, we've had a lot of waving at a distance and with masks where we see folks, and so it's just, uh, I know it's strange for me, and I'm sure it's strange for many of our employees and residents in the community. So uh, I guess what I'm really asking is for people just to be patient a little longer to try to get us through this. I think the end is closer than it has been for sure. And maybe, you know, summertime will be back to a sense of normalcy. Time will tell how vaccines and the spread of the disease continues to go or not go. And I think we have to look for ways to do things differently. And, you know, we normally have had a holiday Christmas luncheon for our employees here at the county. And of course, we couldn't do that indoor event with hundreds of people in one place, uh, close quarters. Um, But our Employee Connections Committee trying to do something to still recognize and thank our employees. We we did a drive-through holiday luncheon. And while different, um, I think most of the employees that I spoke with that came through seemed to be very appreciative that we were doing something. They felt we did it in a safe manner. They were glad we didn't just forget them. Um, they all appreciated that they'd been recognized. And again, I do think we all have to look for ways to not forget the season or whatever's going on in our lives as special events, but we have to look for a different way to do them. And so I would just encourage people to do that. And while 2020 has been different and difficult for most, um, I do want to thank our employees. Uh, They have, in the background, continued to deliver services day after day after day, whether they were teleworking, whether they were in the office. My hope through this is that most in the community, other than us shutting down a building here or some of our parks, hasn't really noticed that we've continued to do anything different because we've been here. And I do want to thank our employees for their commitment to the community. I want to thank our Board of Supervisors for their continued support of the things we've been throwing at them and asking them to consider without all the answers because we've had to make decisions without all the answers this past year. And um, they've been very good at asking questions and trying to provide good direction. And I think uh, we've weathered 2020 very well. And finally, to the community, while we've had a few say we haven't done enough or we've done too much, depending on who you ask, by and large, I believe our community has responded really well to this and in all the changing situation and all the frustration it creates. And again, I know Renee, you've seen a lot more of that firsthand maybe than I uh, out there on the front lines with social media and other things. 
but I do think most people throughout, from our businesses to our residents to our employees to our board, have really done a great job navigating this very, very difficult year. So, you know, I'm hopeful while COVID's still a concern, then in the coming months, it'll become less and less so. And until then, I think my message is just be smart in what you're doing. I can't tell you not to, to be with your family and you've got to make that decision, but please be smart. Please wash hands, please social distance and we're masking where, where it seems appropriate. So uh, a few more months and I think we'll all be better. And I guess those that are hoping for a white Christmas, I've seen it in the forecast and out of the forecast. So who who knows what it turns into, but Christmas is coming this week and I do want to wish it, uh, those in our community a Merry Christmas as well, so. Well, nice, thank you. Well, and I do have to say with the social media, something that we just have to continue to remember and even in person, everybody's struggling. I mean, this has been a very tough time for everyone and everyone deals with that struggle in a different way. And it's- That's exactly right. Yeah. Um, And- We both have heard story after story that really is just heartbreaking. You ever know that person who happens to be having a bad moment in front of you, what they've really experienced the previous few minutes or days or weeks. And um, it, it really has been a very difficult time for a lot of people, whether it's financial or having somebody with COVID or somebody just in the hospital. It's a terrible time mm-hmm. to have your loved one in the hospital and where you want to go support them, you can't come in. Mm-hmm. And there are plenty of those stories out there and they really are um, very, very sad. So again, I think we all just need to continue to look after one another um, and um, and we'll get there. We'll get Absolutely. There. Absolutely. We've got this. It's just, we have to be patient for a little bit longer. That's exactly right. So All right. Well, anything else, Scott, before we close up? Yeah, I think that's I think that's enough for now. You know, we'll, we'll be back at the first of the year. We'll be off and running. We'll all be optimistic about 2021 and what it's going to hold. And um, I, I guess, you know, I, I do look forward to the, the changing seasons. As much as I would say I dislike the cold weather, I do appreciate it. And I really enjoy the spring that comes behind it and look forward to what 2021 holds for all of us. So wish everybody a safe and happy new year. All right. Thank you so much, Scott. Absolutely. Well, that wraps up this episode of This Week in James City County, and this is our final episode for 2020. So we will be back, like Scott said, in January, soon after the organizational meeting with our first episode of 2021. So once again, thank you so much for tuning in and being patient through all of this. I know the show's called This Week in James City County. There at the beginning, it was like this every other month or so during 2020, but you know, I think we're back on a roll now. So Thank you for tuning in and be kind to one another and we will talk with y'all in 2021.